Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas around your place, it's always a fun place for you to be here on the weekends. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. Uh, all of our contact information is there. Uh, or you can always just reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Uh, every week we get a call or an email from a CFAX listener that says, hey, I want to learn, you know, I want to learn. I bumped into somebody just the other day at an event uh, who said they loved the last episode uh, with um, Raheem and I talking about uh, past stories and stuff. So I, I love bumping into our listeners. It has been great. Uh, of course, I've been here for six years now. We've got 300 episodes, folks. And if you want to listen to any from the past, just go to iTunes or Google. They're all podcasted. Maybe sometimes we did an episode that wasn't relevant for you at the moment, uh, but maybe it is now. So go back in time and listen. In fact, today's episode you might be listening to in the future because there's going to be a whole bunch of great stuff here. Uh, I want to tell you about our guest today, and I'm so excited. I want to jump right into it too. you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on out there with the changes in short-term vacation rental. We talk about things like converting use from business use to personal use. Uh, of course, there's always new construction. Uh, there's all of the stuff out there, but something that rears its ugly head, something that none of us have any knowledge about, and we shouldn't because this is not our job, that's GST. And that's PST and it's other federal T's. It's the taxes. So today is the day we're going to be talking about taxes. And of course, we need to speak to experts in this area. So we have a couple of tax specialists from Grant Thornton. uh, And I want to introduce, I'm going to introduce them separately right now. So first of all, we have Brian Martin. He's a CPA, CGA. He joined Grant Thornton's indirect tax practice in 2018. He became a senior manager in 2023. He's had 13 years, over 13 years of accounting experience. He has a specialized knowledge of the federal GST and remember the HST, uh, as well as real estate and provincial sales tax. He's here in Victoria. He helps clients across a broad range of industries with tax recovery, compliance, and technical advisory. Brian, welcome to our program today. Thank you, Tony. Very happy to be here. Look forward to it. Oh, yes. And uh, you're not alone because we also have here Giuliano, Ju- sorry, Juliana Ambrosini. She is also a CPA, CGA. Uh, she's a senior manager in the indirect tax practice at Grant Thornton. Uh, through her career, she has advised organizations on GST, HST, PST, uh, issues in various industries, including the public sector, construction, real estate. It's a good thing we have her, right? Uh, technology, not-for-profits, and Indigenous organizations. Now, she's in Vancouver, which is why Zoom comes in handy, because we can all be together here. Uh, Juliana supports her clients on sales tax advisory and recovery and audit defense. Audit defense. 
I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that, right? Uh, she provides health checks to maximize sales tax refunds and identify opportunities for process improvements. Again, she is in Vancouver. Uh, Juliana, again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to be here with uh, Brian as well. We're really excited to talk to you today. Well, we've been planning this for a little while. When I said at the start, I'm excited. You know, I'm sure you, I, I, I hate to sound like a cliche, but I mean, who else gets excited about talking about taxes? Uh, I am right now, though, because this is going to be great. We certainly do. Uh, <laughs> between Brian and I, I mean, we certainly, it keeps us going and yeah. keeps us busy for sure. For sure. But okay, so here's the thing, because, you know, um, GST, we deal, all of us deal with, on a daily basis, every single transaction that happens out there, real estate's a biggie because there's a lot of GST. Uh, there's GST on uh, services and, you know, on legal fees, on real estate, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, remind us, how long has the GST been with us? Such a gift. Such a gift. Yeah. The GST was brought in, well, in 1991. I mean, you know, prior to that, we had... Um, the uh, federal federal sales tax, um, but you know we've we've had it, and I mean I think for those of us that were around then, we probably all remember it was a temporary tax. Um, it's still here, so and it uh, certainly doesn't seem like it'll be going anywhere anytime soon. So it's here to stay, mm -hmm. uh, and it certainly impacts a lot of our clients uh, every well, day. Well, I will say because I was there, so uh, I got my license in 1991. And it was about that time that GST came in. And what we used to do, they didn't amend the contracts. We had a separate addendum that clients had to sign that acknowledged GST. It was the strangest thing, right? Um, right. I think I think we do much better uh, at that nowadays. Um, you know, talking about GST, I mean, other countries have this as well, too. I mean, uh, uh, in the UK, there's VAT. There's, there's other uh, iterations of this, right? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're lucky we've got two, we've got the best, well, two systems, you know, we have our federal GST, which is like the VAT systems in the UK, uh, Mexico, for example, if we think of our um, countries, also in North America, uh, the US doesn't have the same uh, level of tax. It's usually a state by state basis. Its closest cousin is probably the PST. Um, which doesn't impact real property uh, as much, but certainly does impact us day to day here in BC. So before I begin, guys, you know, because we have a couple of uh, professionals here, it's important to have a disclaimer, folks. And I'm going to read this out to you uh, after the breaks here throughout the day here today. The information discussed is general in nature and is based on professional experience. It should not be construed as accounting, legal or tax advice or an opinion provided by Grant Thornton, LLP. This information may not be applicable to or suitable for specific circumstances or needs and may require consideration of other factors not discussed. So in other words, guys, this is just for information only today, all right? If you have any further questions or details that need further uh, discussion, please reach out to our guys here, to Juliana and Brian at Grant Thornton, all right? I just want to make that clear from the start. So let's get right into it here. So, so Brian, like, as I said, the context here, and you and I have been talking online for, uh, for a little bit here. Um, 
let's talk about applicability of GST on real estate transactions. Because the presumption, people assume that GST is only on new bill construction. Great, great point, Tony. And and one of the things when I, when I first started getting into GST that I was reminded of, and I still hold true today, is everything is taxable unless there's an exemption. So we really have to find what there is that exemption there that is applicable for that property. So you're right. A lot of people do have that thought that it is only on, on new builds, but there are a lot of different situations where you could have GST on, on many different types of properties, whether they're, uh, you've been used for uh, certain purposes, such as short-term rentals that can come into play, vacant lots. It also depends on who's the vendor in these situations that could also uh, impact the taxability of things. So at the end, it's all in the details of the transaction that ends up uh, determining that GST applicability. There's just so much to know. Uh, it is important. Uh, things have to be exempted because otherwise GST is on everything. I guess that's a good uh, point right there is consider GST applicable on everything unless there's an exemption, right? Great point, Tony, And because there, there's many different things that you might not feel and, and, and the use might come into question and the vendors and everything like that. So there can be a lot of uh, situations where it might be thought of as uh, it's exempt for some reasons, uh, but then you could have a curveball thrown at you that can change all of that. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we want to continue on this conversation. Need to take our first break of the day. We're having a discussion with the experts at Grant Thornton. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. We are having a chat today about everyone's favorite topic. It's a goods and services tax, GST. You know, it's that extra line that you see on your invoices, everything you do at restaurants, at the gas pump, uh, all that kind of stuff. And Juliana, one of our guests, Juliana, uh, has just reminded us that it's been around since 1991. Uh, yeah, temporary, right? I kind of remember that. It was supposed to be a short-term situation, right? Yeah, the, it was. But I think I think globally, you see definitely a move to these value-added taxes. Uh, definitely from a from business standpoint, I mean... The, the the benefit is that businesses get to recover all of the tax yes. that they pay on their purchases. So um, it's unlike the PST, for example, PST is pretty baked in. So got it, got it. I always love the term value added. What the heck is that? What kind of, oh, I'm getting an extra value, right? Our other guest is uh, Brian Martin. Of course, here just before the break, we were talking about GST applicability. I do want to start off again by giving you guys that disclaimer here, right? So information discussed is general in nature and is based on professional experience. Shouldn't be construed as accounting, legal, or tax advice or an opinion provided by Grant Thornton, LLP. This information may not be applicable to or suitable for specific circumstances or needs and may require consideration of other factors not discussed. Guys, I'm going to know that one by heart by the end of the day today, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brian, we were chatting before the break about GST applicability. So, uh, and again, the rule of thumb is consider on everything unless there's an exemption. Now, the issue that we bump into is when people are buying real estate, um, and I I would say the licensees should educate themselves more on this topic as well, too. Like I said, the assumption is, oh, it's not a new property. There's no GST. Now, the, one of the reasons why we're even here together talking today is because uh, there's been a change recently and uh, short-term vacation rentals will soon be 
abolished, um, both provincially here and federally. And what this means is that people will be either selling or repurposing their um, uh, Airbnbs, VRBOs, whatever you want to call them, right? And many of these have been run as businesses. So folks, just, just visualize here, fully furnished condo. You know them because you've probably stayed in them before. You open the kitchen drawer, all the forks are lined up, all the knives are lined up. You know, you got exactly four cups and four plates and all that. That's an Airbnb, that's a short-term vacation rental. Now, People have been using them. They've been using them legally. So the city knows that their use is okay. They had licenses. The government knows about them. They've been paying taxes. That's all good, right? But now they are thinking of selling. And they're going to sell their unit, which is a resale. So it's used. You know, a lot of them have been around for a number of years. So um, the, the pointed question here, Brian... Uh, when somebody, when I want to move into this beautiful ocean view condo and I'm going to move into it and it used to be an Airbnb, my thinking process is this is great. It's used. I don't need to pay GST. Great question, Tony, because that is, that is a common question we have run across uh, more than once. And ultimately it, it, do, it does depend on that use and the facts of the situation, as in sort of a general nature, though, one of the uh, the way that uh, exemption works, as we were mentioning, everything is taxable unless there's an exemption. And the way this exemption generally works is based on that long-term use, that long-term, uh, whether it's a long-term accommodation, used as your principal residence for a long-term. And if we've used this in a business, you're now, that use is more of a shorter-term nature. And in our good old GST terms called the commercial activity, which is a taxable event. Don't need to get into too much of that technical detail because now I could talk about legislation all day, but the uh, that uh, commercial activity, that short-term accommodation is something that definitely is taxable. So while you, you have a great point there where it might, uh, you might think it's not taxable, it's something that could come into play. And it is something that's generally required to be determined by the vendor not the purchaser. So I've had more than once a purchaser come to me going, is this subject to tax? And really we end up having to, to, to go to the vendor and going, what has been the use? And asking them to determine the taxability because it ends up being something they need to establish. And uh, for our listeners, you know, that there's a danger here. So the danger is if you're buying this unit and if there is GST applicable, then, I mean, we're talking 5% of, you know, if it's a $600,000 unit, that's a lot of money, right? That's 30,000 30, bucks. And somebody's got to come up with it. And, you know, the usual catch-all is when a buyer's agent is writing the contract, they write in there, purchase price includes all GST, right? Um, but then somebody's going to have to deal with it. And it sounds a lot to me like that could be the seller, right? Because because right now, you mentioned before that, uh, both of you mentioned that in a business, the, um, for business use, so if somebody was buying that air, that uh, short-term vacation rental to be used as a short-term vacation rental, they are, and the buyer's got a business, then that GST kind of flows through, right? They can figure out ways to deal with that. But as of this moment here, when a buyer is no longer able to buy it for that purpose, they're the end user. They're the, they're a personal use. So there's, so something's going on there, right? Very much so. And it's something where we do, you do have to think of all the parties in, in there and the seller, it is something the seller needs to determine. But 
again, another factor can, to consider is who needs to remit this money and, and how that needs to be uh, done. And that, you know, is more of a legal question of how that get, gets collected and things like that. But that's also another great factor of who, how does this money actually get to CRA and get remitted in, in the appropriate time? Because you don't want to be sending it off late because then you're dealing with penalties and interest and all those other things. So it's a good idea when when people come to us early in the, in the process, we can plan appropriately. Um, it, I've more than once had those last minute things and we try to help out at the best we can, but having uh, enough foresight, we can really help them plan accordingly. All right. And what I heard you say just a moment ago is generally it's the seller who is seeking this, this advice on GST, right? Generally it would be the seller because the buyer wouldn't know how it was used. I mean, you can tell them how it was used, but there are factors that come into play Yep. to determine whether they are taxable or not. And there can be minute details that, uh, you know, the, the purchaser wouldn't know. So that vendor, that seller needs to tell, uh, communicate that. And uh, I, I generally see some certifications done in the legal documents of how it was used and what is that taxability. So that is something the vendor, the seller needs to determine because mm. the buyer might not know. Um, things start getting complicated and, you know, we're coming up on a break here. So hopefully I can, I can get this in, in time here, but, um, there are people that have been running, uh, they, they actually use the condo as a personal residence for years. And then they've had the, uh, short-term vacation rental for a short term, like maybe three months or six months or something like that. I know what you said, like every circumstance is different, right? Um, so really the, the main purpose was as a principal residence, but it just became a short-term vacation rental for a short time. Like if somebody's building a house or something like that. Um, so the concern lays there is GST applicable. And what you're saying is you've got to review every situation and, and figure things out. Because obviously it's not in the book. It doesn't say 60 days or 120 days or something like that, right? And you touch on a great point there, Tony. And it, and it does kind of depend on how it has been used and what that usually it's the most recent use that we're looking towards. So, and, and I've seen these situations where people have switched between one or the other. And um, it's something where I could see a lot of our listeners wondering about the, uh, the new short-term ban is a change in use because after you flip from one to the other, these change in use rules, which the book, our, our book that we look through has considered has some GST events that could be applicable that okay. some people might okay. not know. <laughs> so what we're, what we're talking about is it's been used as a, as a uh, uh, vacation rental, and now they're going to change it to a long-term rental just to rent it out there in the open market. It's gone from business to uh, investment or whatever, from commercial to personal, right? Right. So in that situation, it, what they're trying to do is equalize the playing field. If I were to sell this on the open market versus I'm almost, in this case, selling it to yourself. Because you've changed the use from that, like you said, short-term, that commercial use to now a personal use or a long-term rental, which has a different tax status. So you're almost, what would be the difference between selling it on the open market and selling it uh, and keeping that and selling it and using it for yourself? Oh, holy cow. Okay. We need to take a break here. We're, uh, we're digging deep here. We're talking about GST. Uh, our guests today are from Grant Thornton. We've got Juliana Ambrosini and also Brian Martin. Uh, oh, man, I, I think we're going to need a second episode, guys. Right? <laughs> All right. We're happy to come back again, Tony. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. 
Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, too, if you are a podcast listener, you can find us on iTunes and Google. Just look for the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, All of our 300 episodes are there. Always tons of great content and guests, uh, including today. We're having fun talking about GST. And our guests today are from Grant Thornton. We have Juliana Ambrosini and also... Brian Martin. And before we say hi, remember guys, disclaimer time. Information discussed is general in nature. It is based on professional experience. It shouldn't be construed as accounting, legal, or tax advice, or an opinion provided by Grant Thornton LLP. This information may not be applicable to or suitable for specific circumstances or needs and may require consideration of other factors not discussed. Again, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. All right, I had to cut you off uh, just before for the break because you were talking about change of use going from uh, short-term vacation rental to just being on the rental market. And you said something that uh, perked my ears and it's basically the act is kind of, it's not, as opposed to selling it on the open market, it's kind of like selling it to yourself just under a different use. Yeah, exactly there, Tony. Um, and, and it depends on that use. And I know Juliana has dealt with a few of these situations recently. So Juliana, do you want to explain one of your recent ones? Yeah. And I mean, I think when we look at this, you know, like Brian said, so many different factors, you know, do you hold this property in a corporation? Do you hold it in your uh, personal hands as an individual? How much have you been using it? Um you know, for your own personal use, let's say you've got a vacation property or something like that, that you go to, and you use it part of the time and part of the time it's on Airbnb or VRBO or another one of those sites um, that you have it rented out. All of these factors can, can change whether or not you've, when your GST event, that change in use is actually triggered. Sometimes you see clients have inadvertently triggered a change in use and don't realize it. Um, which is always a bit of a tricky situation. We try and do what we can to help. But um, I think, you know, that uh, if there's anything that we could say about this is you have to let your advisors know when you're doing these things, or you're making a big life decision um, with respect to your property so that we can help, we can do things proactively and, and really optimize and ensure that you're not going to be subjected to any sort of additional penalties, interest, things like that. And, because the wrong action can hurt you a lot because we're talking a fair amount of money here, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when we're talking about the change of use from that commercial activity uh, uh, tonight, and, I, and I'm enjoying the, ter- the term GST event. It's a GST event. I, I love that. Um, so if somebody was to go from a vacation rental to uh, just rental on the open market, and as you guys have said, it's it's like uh, it's almost like selling it to yourself under different use. Are you saying that GST will step in and say, uh, "Here's a you got to pay us now five percent of the what current value or something"? I'm guessing, right? 
There's a few different, uh, there's a few different calculations depending on the relative value. Perhaps have you ever claimed an input tax credit? Like we talked about, did you claim an input tax credit when you purchased the property? What was that input tax credit? There's so many um, different factors that can impact with the ultimate what the GST event, as we're calling it, yeah. um, what amount that you'll actually have to remit to CRA. And it gets quite complicated. So Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. And that reminds me too, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, this whole notion of GST having been paid, because that's the other part of it too. You know, quite often uh, buyers or even realtors, they'll say, oh, there's no GST because the GST's already been paid. Well, uh, again, that doesn't matter, does it? Well, not quite. Yes. Not quite. Um, you know, it, it may be that the GST has been paid, but what we often tell clients is we have to look at every transaction in isolation. Okay. Um, the first step is on sale, what have you got? Is the vendor telling you that this is subject to GST or no? And then we look at, you know, let's say our client's the buyer, we'd look at and say, well, what is your intended use of this property? And is there any opportunity for you to get the GST back? So for example, if you're going to have it in a short-term rental scenario, you're going to be charging GST on your uh, short-term rent that you're uh, charging to your guests. Um, you've got it in this commercial activity. Let's assume that you've got it in a commercial activity. You, you can you you then can claim an input tax credit and then again too um how much of an input tax credit you can claim again what are you buying it in a corporation are you buying it in your personal hands are you buying it in a partnership say you've got you know two people that want to go into partnership together and run all these properties all of these factors can completely change the advice that we give Come on, guys. You can't just give us a straight line answer. Over <laughs> right. uh, okay. So the bottom line is this. This is a reminder for our listeners, folks. This is a complicated situation. And this is the reason why you need tax help from people like Grant Thornton, people like Juliana and Brian. Uh, because, um, and by the way, realtors, if you're listening, do not give tax advice. You are not a tax specialist at all. Uh, as a reminder to our licensees, if you provide uh, uh, advice outside of your area of expertise and something bad happens, guess what? You, it's bad. You don't want to go there, right? It's easier just to send people to Juliana and Brian, you know, get those answers all, all figured out. We've been talking about um, GST on uh, uh, transfer uses and all that kind of stuff. Something else popped up a little while ago. Uh, a licensee was telling me buying a pre-sale like two years ago. You know, when the value of it was, you know, call it $600,000. And then now they close on the property. Two years later, the thing is worth, call it $700,000. The assumption was I bought, I bought the place for $600,000. The GST was, you know, it's all good or whatever. And he was telling me that there's more GST to pay because the GST is being calculated not on what they paid, but what is worth now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great that you bring that up, Tony, because not only are we looking at in the case of, let's say, a completion of a property, but uh, last year, um, May of last year, 
Um, the federal government changed the rules around assignment sales, so even pre-construction. So now all assignment sales, regardless of the intention of the purchaser, are subject to GST. Oh, oh hold so, on one second here, Julianne. Just for our yep. listeners to know, so an assignment is when you have a contract as a buyer and you decide to assign the your rights to the contract to another party, right? And there was a time where people were doing that. They were making a profit. Um so, uh, yes, they changed the rules. But again, I just want to go back to I, I love where you're going because this is important. So when when I have a contract on a condo and I decide I want to uh, just sell the paperwork to Bob. Right. Now, what you're saying is there's GST in addition. Yes, there is. And it's a little bit of a complicated calculation or there's a few different factors to consider. So definitely, I would I would always recommend get somebody to look at it and confirm what the GST amount is that you should be uh, collecting uh, from your uh, purchaser of this assignment uh, at that point. But, you know, so the, so that was just one thing I wanted to bring up because now I can talk about the, uh, let's say it's completed and no one's ever moved in. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you don't have to charge GST when you sell it again. Um, and I think like you mentioned earlier, Tony, the contract as well is really, really important. How that's structured in terms of whether or not the GST is on top or in uh, the sale price. Um, you know, 5% sometimes is a lot to take off if it's baked into the uh, sale price of the property. Yeah. Well, listen, I know where you're going here with this one, but again, we got to take our last break of the day. It's amazing how quickly time flies here, eh? Brian and Julian. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a conversation, folks, uh, with the tax experts at Grant Thornton. We're talking about GS. I've only gone through half of the questions for goodness sake. But anyways, there's, there's more. Need to take our last break of the day. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, uh, otherwise known as the GST program today. We're having a chat with our accountant friends from Grant Thornton, Brian Martin, and Juliana Ambrosini. Uh, and before we begin, last time with the uh, disclaimer, I'm going to try to do this by heart. No, I'm not going to bother. It's uh, the information discussed is general in nature and is based on professional experience, shouldn't be construed as accounting, legal, or tax advice or an opinion provided by Grant Thornton, LLP. This information may not be applicable to or suitable for specific circumstances or needs and may require consideration of other factors not discussed. Yeah, we know that. Uh, it is so true, so important. And uh, again, uh, folks, listeners, please, 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 if you are, this is of interest to you or if you're embroiled in the situation right now, you got to call Grant Thornton, the team at Grant Thornton. I didn't mention, by the way, Grant Thornton is my accounting firm. My accountant uh, works there as well, too. And you guys, you keep me out of trouble. That's the main thing, right? Keep me out of trouble. Try to keep everybody out of trouble, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So um, just before the break, I want to wrap this point up, Juliana. You were talking about, okay, folks, imagine this situation. You buy a pre-sale condo. And it goes all the way to completion. You pay GST on it. Uh, you paid the property transfer tax. You paid the legal fees. You now own this unit. But then you've decided, I don't need it anymore. So I'm going to turn around and sell it. Nobody's ever lived there. I've never used it for, uh, you know, rental. Uh, you know, the toilet's never been used, right? The fridge has never been used. So, um, and again, I see this on real estate ads all the time. No GST. GST already paid. 
And based on my conversation with you guys, you guys today, I don't know if I'm going to believe that. Right. I don't know that I would believe that Brian. I mean, I, I, for those that, I mean, this is on the radio, you can't see Brian laughing, but <laughs> this is a, this is a, a common uh, situation. You know, we go and sometimes we look and we see the sticker still on the stove. Um, yes. So we know that yeah. nobody lived there. Yeah. The styrofoam um, is still but... in the fridge, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, um, the presumption is because GST is already paid, uh, uh, I can sell it without GST. So what goes on? And as, as Juliana was saying earlier in the segment, it you have to look at every transaction in, in isolation to determine what that tax status is. And, and again, it, there's a lot of factors that can come into play, um, including your intention. What is what is your history as an individual? Is this sort of a business you've been running is trying to, you know, flip houses before they're, they're been sold or something like that? So it's a really tough one to give a absolute yes to no yes to gst no to gst but it's it's definitely something you need to look at in a little bit more detail because every situation can be a little bit different and there can be situations tax doesn't apply there also could be situations where it's a very similar home where tax does apply so it's it does definitely come down to those details in these transactions it's almost you know what i'm kind of hearing you say is it's like just assume that it's there just assume that it's there and then dig a little deeper and then, you know, who knows, maybe it won't be, right? Exactly. And, and again, this is back to what we were saying earlier is is it's up to the vendor, to, to that seller to determine that tax status. And if it hasn't been done appropriately, CRA is probably going to go look at those people to make sure uh, it, it has been, been treated correctly. So if you are selling one of these, you definitely want to make sure your ducks are in a row properly because CRA does look at these ones and definitely has projects for them to make sure people are appropriately treating their, their property to make sure the right amount of taxes remitted. Because mm -hmm. like you said before, 5% of, of $600,000 is a lot of money and it's not something you really think about two years down the road when the tax man's knocking on your door asking for a little bit of extra money and then you have some penalties and interest on top of that and it can be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, folks, you know what we're talking about here? We're talking about uh, uh, pay cash for a car kind of money, right? So this is not this is not a small this is not a small figure here. You know, you just brought something up to um, about uh, CRA looking into your history because I know people who have done this whole kind of uh, sell things uh, a few times, and I, right now I'm kind of hmm, that's kind of dangerous because if you got a history with that, it's looking like a business. It's looking like a commercial activity. Great point there, Tony. Exactly that. And, and CRA will look into that history to see what you've done. What is, what is your experience in these things? What's your relation to it? Are you a real estate agent that's kind of doing some extra stuff on the side um, or, or, or a different type of person? So all of these factors can come into play when CRA is looking through how many times have you done it? Is this just a one-off thing that yeah. something happened or is this the fifth time you've done it? And these can be factors that CRA yeah, definitely will look it, at. It'd be hard to say, oh, it's an accident. Or I did, you know, oops, oops, right? Um, so listen, as we continue talking here, I mean, GST is a big one. We've, we've come to the conclusion that a lot of it, it, it depends, uh, circumstance by circumstance. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, so we're going to shift gears a little bit here, and it is the speculation and vacancy tax. So something new happened recently, guys. Yes, Tony. Uh, th this tax has been around for, for not that long. It's only been around for about five or so years. And, and it does depend on your 
how the classification of this property is, is, is it, is it a residential property based on, um, BC assessment. And for some people in Victoria, Vancouver, and in those sort of larger areas, you've been getting your annual declarations of how you've used this property. And there's going to be some new areas that are going to be getting these letters just coming up now too. Um, you're going to see some places, uh, Duncan, for example, you know, North Cowichan and other districts um, on the island here that are starting to get into this what they call specified area that will be getting declarations mailed out in early 2024 for the 2023 year and just announced uh, this past week here um, it sounds like they've expanded the areas again that is going to be starting for the 2025 year that you're going to be seeing declarations that depend on that 2024 year and this even new next new uh set of municipalities you're talking courtney parksville qualicum beach comox and more so you're going to probably be seeing these letters mailed out in february or so and you're going to have to make sure you have these declarations filed by the end of march or again you're going to have the local provincial tax man at your door wondering what's going on how did you use this property Wow. So we have expanded because at the start, it was five areas. It was uh, Victoria, Nanaimo, uh, Fraser Valley, Vancouver, and Kelowna or something like that, right? And it's like 14, uh, added 14 or something like that, right? I, I think it's a, around 14 now. I'd have yeah. to double check the exact math, but it's, yeah, right. You're in the teens now. You've almost tripled the number number of areas. Yeah. And uh, I had a client actually just a couple of weeks ago tell me it's an estate sale. The house has been empty for actually it's a long it's a dangerously long amount of time because i think it's been like three years or something and the brother who was supposed to take care of things didn't bother signing the declaration and it's a reminder folks if you're listening here sign the declaration send that in right yeah exactly and even with those people who haven't done it you can sometimes contact the province and just say sorry and, and explain your situation and they might be able to help you out with it but you know you might want to come talk to myself or juliana on our team here because there can be a lot of situations that can creep up and that estate one is a is a great example because there are particular things with those estates of who needs to file who's signing off that can definitely become in uh, come into factor there yeah and uh how does this how does this affect things that are coming across your desk there juliana um, yeah, I mean, in Vancouver, we've been dealing with this for, as Brian mentioned, a number of years. And of course, in Vancouver, because Vancouver have, also has another uh, vacancy tax. Vancouver right? has yeah. an empty homes tax as well. So properties there will actually have two declarations a, a year. Um, another one, if you look at uh, the underused housing tax, which I know has been a big topic over the past year. Um, but really with the speculation and vacancy tax, I mean, you know, Brian did touch um, on the island communities that are affected, but in the, well, next year or sort of the 2023 declaration year, you know, we've had a couple additions on, on the mainland here, Squamish and Lions Bay, and then in 2025, so that will be for the 2024 declaration year, um, Penticton, Summerland, Peachland, all of these other communities where others might have vacation properties. So many people have vacation properties in these other no smaller kidding. communities as well. So they're also going to be subject to a declaration. You know, it just occurred to me. There's people that kind of left their vacation place in Victoria and went to go buy one in Peachland. So it's almost kind of like they're getting followed. 
Yes, I mean, it's the province. I mean, you might recall it was perhaps last year or two years ago now, the province had a study conducted on how effective the speculation and vacancy tax was. And uh, you can find it on the BC government website. But short summary is that it's been quite successful at putting uh, units back into the market or the province has said it's quite successful at doing that. So in these communities where obviously, I mean, housing is such a hot topic, you know, we're here today talking about it, of course. Yeah. It's it's a big uh, issue for these communities that are really looking at the housing stock being stretched as well. Interesting. Yeah, definitely a hot topic. Um, just wrapping up here, something I, I want to touch on super quick, uh, foreign buyer tax. Um, you know, that is there. Uh, we know there was the ban on foreign buyers federally for a while. It comes up on occasion. We have Canadians that are Canadian citizens but they live out of the country and they're doing business out of the country and maybe they want to buy an investment property uh, or something. So question does come up every once in a while. Are they going to be subject to a tax? Great question, Tony. And, and it, it might depend on the facts of the situation and who's on title. If, if it's, is it just the Canadian citizen? Is it maybe the wife who is not a Canadian citizen as well on title? Um, because that foreign buyers tax was supposed to target what they've termed as foreign nationals, people who are not Canadian citizens or not permanent residents of Canada. So if you have someone maybe buying a property that is considered that foreign national, you could be looking at this extra 20% tax, which really can change your uh, decision-making on, on properties here. Um, and with this tax, there's not too many exemptions available for it. Because if you would be exempt from this one, you're probably going to be exempt from the basic one as well. Um, so there's not a lot of uh, outs with that. So if it's something you definitely want to make sure early in the process, because I know if I had to pay an extra 20% of my property, I'd maybe be thinking twice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, Brian, that's a really good point. And I mean, it's on the sale or the purchase price of the property. So 20% is a, <laughs> it's a tough number to swallow. A million dollars is 200 grand plus the, the regular property uh, transfer tax. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, so much to know. Hey, listen, uh, folks, again, if you are looking for some direction, you've got these questions as well, too, as uh, Brian and Juliana have both said, it's all it's different circumstances. So your circumstances may be different. Uh, do yourselves a favor, reach out to the team at Grant Thornton. Uh, Brian is in the Victoria office. I'm going to put contact information on the CFAX webpage. Uh, Juliana is in the Vancouver office. But again, as you have learned from what we've been talking about today, we only scratch the surface. I mean, we can't get too deep um uh, but hey i hope we made it fun today you guys have fun today yes <laughs> Brian lots, is of saying no. yes. lots of fun we do this I, all day every day it's always fun oh my goodness well it's been fun for me and listen thank you guys for joining us uh again folks please and realtors don't take a guess you need advice you need to find out more uh ask the gang at grant thornton thank you guys for joining us today thank you for having me tony Thanks so much, Tony. You bet. And to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.